Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Welcome to Summer of Scripture on the Naked Marriage Podcast. For 66 days in a row, we are releasing a daily devotional episode for your marriage. And over these 66 days, we're going to pull out one scripture from each of the 66 books of the Bible and talk about how it applies to your marriage. So if you listen to every single one of these episodes, you're going to have a comprehensive understanding of God's plan for your marriage. We encourage you to listen to everyone. Let's dive into today's scripture. Hey there, welcome back to Summer of Scripture on the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are on day 59 in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 19. It says this, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And man, is this like a great commentary on just how to communicate well, right? Yeah, we can just read that verse over and over for the whole episode because I need that one to sink in. Quick to listen, slow to speak, Mm -hmm. slow to get angry. Yes. That is three things that are all so hard. Right. They sound so easy. Right. But quick to listen, we all, we want to say what we want to talk. Slow to speak, we want to jump in and get our point across. Slow to get angry. Like all of us, the moment we're offended, like there's all, there's anger right below the surface in our whole culture. It's like the whole world's offended all the time. I know. And if we would just come back to this, the simplicity of this. Right. Um, imagine even how different our posts would be on social media. Yes. If instead of just trying to chime in and argue and be an expert on everything, we were quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. Mm-hmm. Half these social media companies would go out of business because there would be nobody arguing. I know. And you guys, if you don't already know, the book of James was written by the brother of Jesus, uh, one of Jesus's brothers. Yeah. And, um, well, and half I, brother, I guess. Half, like well, God's raised father, in the same, with the same two but, parents. Yeah, Joseph but, and Mary are the parents of other kids. Sure. Catholics sure. don't agree with that, but it, biblically and historically, it's very obvious sure. that there are other kids. So, well, he identifies himself, right? you know, I'm, with that. So I'm really not sure how like the Catholic church came to that I think they just wanted to think that Mary was a virgin forever. Maybe. But why would God, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And poor Joseph, why would you force a guy to marry some lady you could never sleep with? That's I'm just, true. I, mean, like, true. That, I don't know. I mean. That's a question. Maybe you guys would know that. I don't know. What? But we do know, and I, and we've done studies on this as well. This was written by James, the half-brother of Jesus, because his father is is Joseph and Mary, and Mary obviously, right. but he's not from the Holy Spirit like Jesus, not not God's son. But he wrote this book, and I, you know, Dave always kind of jokes about James because it's like, my goodness, 
how hard would it be to follow Jesus? Like <laughs> right. that Jesus is your older brother, you know what I'm saying? And like, here he is saying, you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. How many times do you think he probably had to be quick to listen? Oh man. Well, how do you impress your parents I don't even when know. your brother's literally perfect? Like, I, I mean, James comes home. He's like, mom, I made the swim team on the Swimming in the Sea of Galilee for Nazareth Middle School. He's like, oh, swim team. That's nice. Your brother Jesus can walk on water. Yeah. So that's that's great, James. You know, I mean, how do you I mean, impress him really? But what's cool about James is, you know, he, he came to faith from what we can tell historically, you know, a little bit later. Like yes, he, right. Jesus's brothers, they've been raised in the same house. And sometimes, you know, their prophet has no honor in his hometown they were looking at his brother like, how can you be God's son? You know, you're right. you're in the same podunk little town we are, you're same family. Mm-hmm. But after the resurrection, Jesus, James saw the risen Christ, yes. became a fully devoted follower of Jesus. This isn't just my earthly half brother. This is the Messiah, the son of the living God, God in the flesh, and devoted his life wholeheartedly to Spreading proclaiming the, the name of Jesus yeah. and died as a martyr. Mm-hmm. Um giving his life for the message of Christ, didn't use his relationship earthly with Jesus to his advantage, but re- referred to himself as a servant of Christ or even yes. a slave of Christ, mm-hmm. humbled himself uh, and was a highly respected leader in the early church. They even called him James the Just. He, um, he, you know, you can see in different places, even in the New Testament where he would, they would come to come to him for his, his wisdom. Right. Um, even in the council of like, you know, what do we do with these new believers? And he's like, well, let's write a letter and say this to them. And um, so he was seen clearly as Very trusted as a trusted leader within the church, um, but yet a really humble man. He was so strong, but yet so humble. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values. And you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. I love it. And it's just so, it's so awesome to, to, to have, you know, being raised in that same household and then realizing later on, like, oh my gosh, he, he really is, you know, not only my brother, but he is the son of God. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life proclaiming this and helping others know this so that they can have the freedom in Christ that I, I have now experienced. I mean, it's just so awesome. But back to kind of this particular verse from James, I think that you know, one thing that struck me about this verse is it's part of it is in a verse that we mentioned before, and it was describing an attribute of God. And it was that God is slow to become angry. Yeah, And I would yeah. say too, that quick to listen and slow to speak 
are probably other attributes of God as well, because he's very quick to listen to us, but sometimes he's slow to speak to us, wouldn't you say? Because I feel like he's so wise and sees everything. It's a slow process. And and honestly, it's that dependency we need on him um, for, you know, just to, to know kind of what he's calling us to, even though he always comes through. But I, I feel like that's, that's very interesting because it's true that, you know, God never really like in scripture, we're never told that we need to do something that God himself has, has not already done and not already yeah, been able to absolutely. fulfill. I mean, he's way beyond us, but so we're never, you know, asked to do something that is beyond what we can do with God's help. And so I think it's just really important to remember that, but in marriage in particular, being quick to listen, like when your spouse needs a listening ear, when they come to you and then being slow to speak, like not just, not just spitting out some kind of response, but being really mindful of what we say that that is a game changer. Oh my gosh. It really is. Your communication in marriage mm-hmm. will change for the better instantly. If you'll both just make this a life verse, mm-hmm. just write this down. And every time you're, you're having a conversation, especially if it's a little bit of a disagreement, pull this out. Say, we're going to commit right now. We're both going to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow slow to to become become angry, angry. words to live by. Guys, apply that. Your life will change. And join us tomorrow, day 60. We're coming into the home stretch with the book of 1 Peter.